I think another huge myth is that it's about talent. Yes, there is talent. Yes, there is things that are very organic. But the truth is, is that the more you do it, the better you will get at it. It's a skill. It's just a skill. It's, I think there's like this thing where it's like acting the talent and it's this mystical thing. It is and it fucking isn't, right? It's just a skill that you learn through doing. guys know I'm all about sharing juicy insights and things that will help you get ahead, right? So I found this gem called the Commercial Club and I have to tell you about it. It's like a secret weapon for your auditions. It's a monthly membership where you have access to on-demand coaching with casting pros who've been doing it for 30 plus years, giving you the lowdown for all your auditions, whether it's self-tapes, virtual, in-person, callbacks, you name it, they've got you. They hold these exclusive hangs with industry big shots, directors, cinematographers, casting directors and it's not your typical mingling blah 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 formal Q&A it's more like real connections there are these laid-back hangouts and commercial workout nights where it's not a class it's just a fun way to sharpen those audition skills so for all my Slate It listeners here's the deal if you use Slate It pod when signing up the first 50 people will receive a complimentary $25 drop-in gym sesh and if you like that, you can use Slate It Pod promo code to secure an elite level membership for the price of a basic membership for the first month, which will save you 60 bucks. And I am all about saving that money. So check out commercialclubhouse.com for more info and be sure to throw in Slate It Pod for your special hookup. I'll be there. I hope you'll be there. We can have a big party. And now on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Slate It Till You Make It. I'm your host, Katherine Donnelly, and today's industry guest is full-time actor and creator of Line Runner Tapes, Cassandra Santana, but you can call her Kaz. She's been in the industry for over 10 years as an actor in casting and has done over 40 commercials. She studied at the top studios in LA and New York, and you can currently catch her short film, BB, on HBO. Kaz, I don't know you. It's exciting. I feel like we're on like a first date, but I've known you from a distance and I really admire you for so many reasons. I just would love to know what you had for breakfast is my first question oh my goodness um well <laughs> hi nice to sort of like formally me <laughs> hi. um my breakfast is right here which is the little egg bite and um some cream top iced coffee from starbucks because i started the, the the day early so i needed to not do it myself oh my god it's amazing she just pulled it up up into the screen and it all is right it's all here feel free to eat just pretend like we're having like a coffee chat this is great where are you from how did you get to LA and like how did you build this coaching empire and also become this insanely talented actor I mean that'll take us to the end of the interview right (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness well you know I always wanted to act And I used to live in Puerto Rico. And then uh, I moved here when I was like 13. I remember buying a book called So You Want to Be a Star uh, at Barnes and Nobles because that was like the only acting book available for like kids. And I read it and it taught you like you got to write agents, you know, send them like an envelope with like your information and all the things. But as Hispanic parents, they're not really keen on you being an artist so I actually went to Florida State 
and I majored in business because my parents were not having the actor thing, even though I knew that's what I always wanted to be. And then I got a job at only 17 people throughout the country are hired for like this executive program at Macy's to become a buyer. So I ended up being one of those 17 people and it got me to New York, which was the whole point. Like I knew I wanted to be an actor. So I was like, yeah, (laughs) acted my way through that interview because let me tell you, I was like the worst assistant buyer ever. (laughs) I got fired. Uh, What? How do you get fired as a buyer? (laughs) Well, by making uh, mistakes, like putting stuff on sale throughout the 200 Macy's stores that uh, shouldn't be on sale like that. That's nice for everyone shopping. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell the story. I put leather jackets on sale and it was supposed to be $19 off, $19.99 off. I put them at $19.99 and we sold, I think like 56 in a couple hours. We normally would sell like seven a week. So the president of Macy's had to find out who I was. So anyway, not the best person, you know, in corporate America. It's really (laughs) interesting to like, it's so, I think, important to understand too, like what motivates you because I learned very early on and very, you know, the hard way that working in corporate America or whether I did a good job or a shitty job, is it okay if I curse? Yeah, Yeah. I get paid the same amount that didn't motivate me. That's not the way that I work. Right. So I wish I was one of those people, but I'm just not. So that was not for me. Hence why I didn't do well. So I think it's important to really understand who you are as a person and taking certain paths. That's a whole nother conversation. So then after that, I talked to my dad and I said, listen, dad, I did the whole thing I did the whole like went to college tried the whole corporate thing not for me I want to be an actor and so I did that and then I moved to LA thinking if I'm going to grow roots I want to do it somewhere sunny and like no (laughs) so then I moved to LA and I ended up doing commercials like pretty early on and I will say at first I had no idea what I was doing You know what I mean? Like every actor, you're just like, I want to act. I kind of don't know, whatever. But thank God that my first agent recommended certain teachers that are not even available anymore. That really taught me the skills to understand acting and commercial acting. That really gave me some tools in order for me to like make money and a living as an actor and doing commercials. And I'm so grateful for that because, you know, I would have still been like hitting myself against walls if I didn't understand, you know, like a process or how to book jobs. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. When you moved here from New York, did you have a survival job or several? How'd that play out? Oh, man. Well, when I got fired... I ended up working at a bar, which was so heaven sent. I also met one of my dearest friends, Yara, and we both moved to LA at the same time. And we kind of held on to each other for dear life for at least the first three years. But I mean, we're still really good friends, but we were like butt buddies, you know what I mean? We didn't (laughs) study or any of anything. 
and I didn't have a survival job. I did save a lot of money bartending and like waitressing, waitressing in New York. In a summer, I think I saved like $15,000 to kind of start and sort of figure it out. I'm the kind of person where I need financial stability to be okay. I can't like wing it, even though you're still kind of winging it. You know what I mean? But I do remember driving across from Florida because I spent my mom, my parents live in Florida. And so I drove across town after New Year's and it was cold in my car that like the AC broke the first time that, you know what I mean? Like as I was leaving, like the AC breaks, broke down in New Orleans. I remember being in a bathroom in God knows where and me freaking out because I had spent some of the money, right? So instead of 15,000, I think I had like 8,000 and I was like, $8,000, oh my God, I live. Like, oh my God, am I crazy? Like I was in a bathroom, like freaking out. Like, what the hell am I doing? I'm a Capricorn. I need things to be. <laughs> Explain so much. I wish you just, I should have asked that at the first question. I should have known. <laughs> yeah. At first I was like freaked out, but you know, little by little, you kind of figure it out, you know? And, um, I took like, I was teaching Pilates. I took like a, a class to, cause I was like, what am I going to do to like make ends meet? And I was going to people's homes for Pilates for $20 an hour. I was like, whatever. I'm just, and I would drive up from Hollywood to like Santa Monica to, you know, <laughs> yeah, the bucks because right. you know, I was just trying to kind of figure it out. And I also worked at cheesecake factory and you didn't make as much money as you did in New York, like waitressing and stuff. So that was very short lived. But I actually met, I just reconnected with another server and he's now an agent. You know what I mean? And it's so funny how, you know, being in this business long enough, the people that are focused and have tenacity kind of find ways through the business and through their lives. Yeah, the people that like you kind of start off with, it's really fun and it's just cool when it makes like a full circle back. Yeah. I remember just taking my first like improv class eight years ago and then I, you know, I recently just went to a wedding of a guy I met in my first improv class. That is a crazy thing. It's a beautiful thing when people stay here and then you see them do what they wanted to do and they're doing it and you're doing it. How long did it take you to go from multiple jobs, auditioning, figuring it out to, was there a point in time as a Capricorn where you're like, I'm going to quit everything and just do acting? Or did you, were you starting to build your coaching business? What did that look like? That's a really good question because I feel that acting is so sporadic and you can have great years and you can have years that are not so great. So I quit. I was doing Pilates then, you know, then I was waitressing, but not really. I did find a job where I was teaching kids and it was like a nonprofit that paid really well. And it focused around in, in a way, teaching acting and screenwriting to little kids. And oh. it's so interesting how things kind of work themselves out because I feel like that was such a groundwork for the way that I coach and the way that I teach classes. I'm able to really kind of bring it to the most common denominator 
denominator and make it so clear and specific to people. And I think that comes from teaching these programs that were based around acting. And I had a great mentor in that company that really was focused on like getting us to be good teachers. That I think was like a great groundwork. So I I had that job when I booked my first SAG commercial, which kind of like let me breathe financially. You know what I mean? Um, my first check for that commercial, I remember was, I got a check for $17,000 <laughs> and I was like, I love commercials. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And that commercial aired a lot. Um, but I will say I didn't quit my other job. Um, that, you know, that company kind of like stopped getting its funding from the government, like it was a nonprofit and that's when it all ended. But I found something that was of value, not only to like me as a person, like I love teaching that and also, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, now I have some money in the bank, Right. But I think it's important for actors to understand that just because you book that spot, you don't know when the next job is going to come. So I think you should always have your hand on a couple of pots, you know, but that's that's a great thing about doing commercials and stuff like that. It's like, oh, now you can invest in headshots and another class and things like that in order to elevate your game as you continue to sort of like tip your skills into the acting aspect of your life. Right. And then it came to, it came a point where I was, you know, booking so much that I felt comfortable. And because that other job kind of like went away on its own, I was able to, you know, make a living doing just acting. And that was great. But I will also say, which I think this is important to everybody out there, at least during this time, it was, it was also like, I was only also just auditioning And I do think it's important for people to kind of have a bit of a routine or like things that also kind of inspire you. Because like during that time, I was also like watching Dr. Phil at three o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's important to have like more to your life than going to auditions. I don't know. For me, everybody's different. But for me, like having something more is important. Yeah, like a like a routine, something that grounds you. A full life is what I'm sort of hearing. <laughs> Just like a little bit more expanded than like going to an audition, coming home and laying on your couch until your next. As an overachiever type A person, I don't know what that's like. And I also, I actually commend people who can just chill. It's like I don't have that in me. But I do think having other fulfilling things only creates a more, Correct. you know, full person. Correct. And a happier person. I will say that. I'm happier now than I was even during that time that I had all this free time. It was almost like I felt I was having like so much fun that I felt guilty. Like it was like fun is not like (laughs) I'm having, you know, mimosas at three o'clock and it felt it didn't feel good. Uh huh. It felt pity for me. Now, if I get to have a mimosa at three o'clock, it's like, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but then it was like, well, you know, 
we're all just kind of waiting for that next audition. And for me, it didn't feel satisfying enough. And I think, again, to each your own, but that's just my experience, you know? Yeah, I agree. I And I've thought about this a lot. I'm like, well, what if I was just like guaranteed an income based off my commercial work and it was like a set deal and I had to do this many auditions a week and I knew I was going to make this. Well, I wouldn't want to do that job anyway because I love the kind of unpredictable nature and like the ups and downs and all that. But I will say what's been so important for me and I'm a Gemini, so I'm always doing multiple things. But as an actor, an artist, whatever you, however you want to put it, I think it's so important to have a through line. It's your own creative thing. It's an outlet. It could be your business. It could be both things. Whether or not it generates income, you own it. You have ownership of it. So for me, like I have my podcast. I do stand up. No one can take these things from me. These are expressions of me. Your business, like this is authentically a thing that keeps you going and it brings you joy. And it's the fullness factor. It makes those moments of having a mimosa at three o'clock so amazing because you can. Yeah. I feel like this feeds right into a little story of how I started my business. So I, there was a year that I didn't, I was gonna move to New York. I you know, was like, I'm not moving there until I have like a couple spots running just because financially I like to be settled or whatever. And I was not like, I was not booking. And it was like, man, what the heck? I finally booked a job. Okay. And we're at the fitting and they put makeup on me, which was interesting at the fitting because that never happens, right? And then they take photos of me and they, you know, and then I hear people going into the, you know, like the meeting room and all the things. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then one of the wardrobe people tell me that they think that I look too young for the hero role. So at that moment, they were kind of deciding whether I kind of still had it. So I was like, am I about to get unbooked at the fitting uh-huh. because I really needed, you know, the money at that moment, right? Because I had been having mimosas and sort of like burning through the money that I had in my bank account. I remember that half hour. I totally remember that half hour and being like in, in pins and needles and not knowing what to do. Finally, they call me into that office. Like, I totally remember like walking in being like, this is it. Like I find out. And they're like, yay, you're now the pharmacist. And I was like, and I was like, okay, great. That went from hero to pharmacist. So they switched the roles. The pharmacist who had already been fitted got unbooked. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, they fit me for the for the pharmacist. And I get in my car and I just start bawling. I, because it was so stressful, you know, I, I like needed the job, you know what I mean? So much that I was like, so the release of like, but I was so upset and angry at sort of being at the, what felt like they're making their business decisions how they need to. Right. But for me, it felt like, 
I was at their, you know, at their mercy. Mm-hmm. And it was so excruciating for me that I was like, fuck this business, fuck everything. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and that was part of why I started my business is because I wanted to have something that I had control over, right? Mm-hmm. Something that was mine that, you know, and it goes back to how I get motivated, which is the more I work or the more effort I put in or anything, the more I can quote unquote earn or be successful or whatever. That is how I get motivated. So like being an entrepreneur and a business person kind of just really works for me. And not only that, but it feeds my, you know, the more I've worked the muscle of coaching actors, the more it's easier for me to come up with choices on the fly for my own work, right? So just like you're saying, oh, I do stand up, that muscle feeds into your acting. So I think finding something that feeds you, feeds your pocket and feeds you as an artist is all beneficial. And by the way, that can look like working at a casting office that can look like you, I don't know, being a stylist, like all that stuff independently. And in a way it just, it synchronizes with you as a creative person. And I don't think that at times we, we feel like, Oh, you gotta be an actor. Like you gotta, it's gotta be a certain, like it all sort of there's synergy there and it all feeds each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think everything you do bleeds into everything you do. I mean, there is this preconceived notion where it's like, I think it's a lot of greener actors think that that's, I'm an actor. This is what I do. I'm an actor. They write off everything else and they're like, I'm just an actor. It's like we are so tied into our identity as as an actor or whatever we whatever we do as humans. We like to be doers and we're human beings, right? Like the more you can just embrace all the different parts of you and know that like you bring everything to everything so nothing is wasted. At and all. just be just, yeah, and just because you're you take a PA job because you need 200 bucks doesn't mean you're not an actor, but like now you're doing now you're expanding yourself and it's a beautiful thing and if anything like don't limit yourself don't ever limit yourself and I think it's sort of a pet peeve of mine too where I don't know there's like a weird thing about oh well they're just like you know they're just a a teacher because they couldn't do it or they're and I'm like you're so incorrect that's your own shit you're putting on them not everyone's a great communicator so first of all like I just posted something a while back and because I feel like there's this idea that it's people want to work with people that are working like they they want to work they're like oh you book all the time listen I'm the same actor and I'm the same coach that booked five spots last year and like four this year but I've had years that are not great you know what I mean? And also there's good actors that are not good coaches because they're not good communicators because just because you know how to do it doesn't know doesn't mean that you know how to teach somebody else how to do it as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a misconception that people have that I think it's I would like for it to kind of go away. And piggybacking on what you were saying about being all these other things, the richer your life is, the more you can bring to your work. And one of the things I had a client on 
Euphoria, like they, she did a co-star. I didn't know it was for Euphoria. I, I would, you know, I see so many, I see so many, you know, sides. I'm just like, sure, whatever show, you know what I mean? Right. But it was for a nurse. She is a nurse in her life. I told her she should say that in her slate. Okay. She did a great job in the, in the audition, right? We, we taped it. We did two different takes. We did all the things, but I do think that because she is a nurse and she said it, even though it was not required of her in the audition, the, I think it did tip the scales in her favor. Again, you got to have a good audition, right? But the director asked her on set hey, um, I know that you're a, a nurse. Um, is, are we doing this correctly? Because they they had a scene, whatever. And they asked her if they were kind of doing the, the procedure, whatever, right. Right? Wow, yeah. And of course, it's beneficial to have an actual nurse who has been doing all the things naturally, right? So... I think that anything that can tip the scales in your favor by either knowing a skill or being something or anything is to your benefit as an actor. Yeah, I love that. So she she booked it. That's so cool. And I think people people are so hesitant to like share that they are something else because it'll like make them look bad. People are so afraid. It's it's so interesting because I'm like, no, that makes you way cooler than your average actor. You're a nurse. That's fucking awesome. Say it. Yeah. Say it. Even if it's like, if you don't think anything of it. And again, that's, I feel like that's like newer actors think that they just, I'm an actor. Like I wasn't just spending eight years as like a scientist. I mean, it's like, no, that's cool. You were a scientist. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. Let's bring that into what 100%. you do. 100%. And I actually, I was just interviewing somebody I was just telling you before we started recording that I was, I, I just interviewed somebody from like the product side from a commercial that I, that I just worked on. And he, one of the things that he said was like, authenticity is so important. And that's one of the things that he looks for when he is casting a spot. And it's one of the things that I think actors hide is more like who they are they try to fit into the role they hide themselves to fit into the role as opposed to revealing sides of them that are the role right we are we all have all these sides to us there's you know there's me when I'm coaching and then there's me when I'm with my friends and then there's me with my dog like there's so many elements to me and I prefer to essentially reveal sides that are already within me when I am looking to do an audition as opposed to me hiding who I am and trying to fit into something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's like the way I've heard it phrased, which resonates with me, is just like you dial up parts of you. Yes. You know, yes. instead of muting you and being like, now I'm going to turn into this person. It's like, no, let me just let me turn up my uh, irritability or my sass or whatever it is, rather than eliminate you as a because they're looking for a wholly formed person. And if you have personality, why would you take that away? And and again, be smart, like theatrical versus commercial. There's a lot of ways to like go but I also I didn't know so you coach theatrically as well you do everything not just yeah. I thought you were just commercial no I have a commercial class called the commercial blueprint and that class I used to teach via zoom but I found that I was 
saying the same thing over and over every Tuesday, like I'm doing this. And uh-huh. times that there were certain anecdotes and things that I was sort of leaving out because somebody asked a question and stuff like that. So now I have it in recorded form that people can like keep and then there's attachments and stuff like that. And they turn in auditions because in acting you have to do, right? Mm-hmm. And they get feedback and all the things. But I also coach for film and TV and just did a recorded course for like co-stars. So like if you're, I wanted something that was, I feel like actors have such a hard time with one or two liners. They don't know what to do with it. So hard. Right? <laughs> the word, they're the worst. Co-stars are the worst so auditions. So hard because we're oh. like, how do I put some meat and potatoes to, uh, to like, you know, here's your water or whatever, right? How do you... <laughs> how do you stand out in an audition like that? And I think there's a lot of myths with like casting directors being like, just say the line, don't make it, don't make it a whole thing, but you still have to do some, there's a lot of hints in the writing and possibly even in the breakdown that will kind of give you insight as to how they want you to play it. There's a lot of stuff that they can do in order to tip the scales in, in their favor. So I created co-star decoded for film and TV for actors that are like, I need to book my first co-star or I need a process for auditions. That is like simple. I kind of wanted like a very good foundation for either a co-star or even a guest star. But like, these are the elements you should have for what I call a bookable self-tape. It's crazy how I will coach actors that are even like pre-seasoned and go out all the time. And our missing environment or physicality or, you know, you still need to act like, oh, hi, (laughs) right? You need to add those things. We need to see your reaction when somebody else is saying, no, thank you. I don't want that water. It's not distilled. Having something, right? And even how to turn into takes. I do this thing called um, self-tape alignments. So an actor will, you know, will take, you know, it's via Zoom and they'll be like, I don't know why I'm not getting callbacks or whatever. We'll look at the tape and we'll we'll make some, you know, and I, you'll be surprised at how many people turn in two takes and essentially they're like the same thing, just kind of change the intonation of something in the beginning and that's it. That's wasting the casting director's time, right? You really have to create two distinct circumstances. And a lot of actors don't really know how to do that. Um, so that's why I thought, like, I was like, I need to do co-star decoded. Yeah. Because I'm I'm telling you, there's like so many things that actors can do to tip the scales in their favor, and they just don't know to do them or afraid to. And I think it's important for them to kind of like, whatever you can do to help you, you got to do those, right? And there's tools for that. How did you come up with these like specific toolkits, blueprints? So I feel very blessed that that, so that first commercial class that I took, she's no longer with us, but it was for commercials, but she treated commercials like film and TV. So it wasn't, it wasn't just like fluff on like, oh, Starbucks. You know what I mean? It was like she created like a full world, which I found so helpful. And I got results from because I was like booking, right? And I took classes in many places. I studied at Leslie Khan for a very long time. 
And I thought that the ongoing was really helpful for me. And then I started to do line runner and it's called line runner because I started just running lines with actors. It was something that I felt I get very nervous. Like I let the nerves kind of get the best of me. So I don't want the first time that I, you know, would say, oh, you know, even for class, I was like, I need to like practice. I need, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be the first time that, and I was like, actors may need to run lines before they actually go in. This is before we were doing self tapes. You know what I mean? Right, right. It was, it was just to run lines before. And also because I didn't feel like I was, who the hell am I to coach an actor? I'm just running lines with you. And then I had actors that were coming in that were like, went to Tish and I was running lines and I was like, Hey, I, what if you were to like do this here? And they'd be like, Oh yeah, I never thought about that. And then, you know, they would get a callback or something. So me giving insight to my clients and the results they were getting started to give me the confidence of wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like <laughs> I kind of know what I'm talking about. Right. So that just kind of started to snowball in, in that effect. Um, and people started telling other people about it. So it just kind of grew organically and my confidence grew organically to understand that, like, I, I know how to coach an actor for an audition to turn in a bookable self-tape. Like, I, I know that. I'm not saying that to be boastful or to try to convince anybody. Like, I know that. And I really get so much out of it. I like, love it. I feel like whenever some, somebody wrote me, oh my gosh, I just booked this yesterday. And I feel like I'm booking all the time because, <laughs> you know, I'm helping people do what they love. And, and it feels like a collaborative experience because it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the only thing that's better than your own booking is like having helped someone else book it's, and then you're getting that like booking energy and you're just yeah. like, Whoa. Yeah. totally. <laughs> and it's great because I'm, you know, don't have to wear makeup and I have my hair in a bun and I get <sighs> to feel like act behind the camera. You know what I'm saying? It's that, right. It's a different experience when you have that pressure of trying to book it. And when you just get to freely act. Right. And then you're always in that space of like, you're still doing the thing, but you don't have to be in front of the, having worked in casting for so long. It's also you're, it's kind of like you're absorbing it just by being there and being part yeah. of it. Like it's, yeah, you're, you're a sponge. Of course, you know, all these things, of course you've picked it up. It's, it's undeniable. And then you just start to kind of piece it together. I'm a yoga teacher. Also, I've been teaching for 10, 12 years and all the fitness things. But whenever someone comes up to me after like a class and they're like, that's one of the best classes I've ever taken, like like a sculpt class or whatever they say. I was like, oh, that's just the culmination of my 12 years of doing this and what I like and what I know works and what flows and what feels good. And so I feel like just hearing all this, you've taken the bits and the pieces from Leslie Kahn, from that woman who taught the commercial class years ago, all, and you've just created your version of it, which is a beautiful thing. And it sounds like it works. Yeah. I mean, I literally take Whenever I see something work for somebody, I put that in my back pocket and I use it for yeah. the next client. And it might, it's going to look different, right? Because you're not going to like make a 
photocopy of it, but it's tools that you then go, oh, I may want to use this or that. And it's interesting because every every actor is different and everybody needs like different things. There's certain actors that I, you know, it's like, you're right. Like with time, you just be, it becomes more organic and more of an art where I understand like this person just needs to relax and, uh-huh. and I need to just let them do their thing. Right. It's a, it's an intuition. Yeah, exactly. And then there's people that I'm like, Oh, I need to be more technical with this person. And also I have a much better understanding as to where people are and where you are today might be, might not get you to attend today, right? My goal is to get you to grow, even if it's from, you're at a three, we get you to a five, right? Mm. Because we have just like my knowledge of everything, including coaching and, and is different than it was seven years ago, right? Um, so understanding where people are and trying to like elevate the game. And then we just keep pushing till we get to the point where we, I go, oh my gosh, you're such a different actor than you were six months ago. It's so beautiful to see. I love when I, you know, when I see an actor grow in confidence, grow in skill, and that just really comes with practice. I think another huge myth is that it's about talent. Yes, there is talent. Yes, there is things that are very organic. But the truth is, is that the more you do it, the better you will get at it. It's a skill. It's just a skill. It's, I think there's like this thing where it's like acting the talent and it's this mystical thing. It is and it fucking isn't, right? It's just a skill (laughs) that you learn through doing. Right. A lot more simple than we make it out to be. And a lot of times it's just peeling back the layers to just be, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times it's not putting stuff on, it's taking stuff off in order to bring who you are. And you're not going to be everything, you know, whatever flavor ice cream you are is what you should be. Like if you are Rocky Road, be the best fucking Rocky Road there is. Do not try to be strawberry shortcake because it's gross when you try to do strawberry shortcake. You know what I mean? So it's like you just got to be the most authentic you can be. And by the way, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to book the job. You don't know what they're going to want to put on your on the float of that show, right? Of that mix that they, or your banana split. They may want strawberry shortcake because it fits that world or whatever it is that they're creating and you're Rocky Road, right? So you just have to, you know, be the best Rocky Road. So when they're like, oh my gosh, we need like this Rocky Road for this, like, you know, for this, for this banana split or whatever, they go, man, we have to have Catherine. We have, because she is the Rocky Road, right? And I think you understand that it gets a lot easier. It gets a lot easier. And the, the whole, you know, we haven't gotten to this topic, but we could kind of jump right into like the quote unquote rejection or the release of avails or pins and all the things like what you can 
truly understand that like you made it this far in the process there's nothing more you could have done because you are rocky road and they wanted pistachio and there's some things that you or hey they maybe they cast a pistachio daughter and you are just not pistachio and you're fucking awesome but you're just not but the thing is we don't get to know the why which i think really does fuck up some people and they take it personally and of course it is so such a mindfuck to be in this industry because when you can't compartmentalize, when you cannot separate the business from yourself, because it's confusing because you as a our own business, human yeah. are yeah. a business. So when you can't separate or when you forget that it's separate, it's it's difficult because you're like, well, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing all these things. It's like, okay, but if my business was just selling these cups and People were like, oh, I really love your cup. It's so great. I wanted it in like a slightly darker version of yellow. It's not the right yellow. Would I get insulted? I'd be like, oh, no. Like, I'd probably be like, fuck you. Like, I only have this yellow version available. Yeah. But yeah. but that that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to take it personally because I'm selling cups, but I'm selling Catherine as a brand. And so it's crazy. The more people I talk to in the years of doing this who are extremely successful work all the time, they have so much other shit going on because they've diversified and filled up their life because they know that it, it, as much as it would be great to have full income commercial acting or just all all kinds of acting and maybe they they do have that but they're like that cannot be everything it cannot be it's just too much weight i won't be a full person you just got to yeah. be like i'm a fucking business i'm a walking brand yeah. for me yeah and again you also don't know if that spot is going to air or when it's going to air I shot a pharmaceutical, which tend to be like awesome money. I'm like, yeah, ching, ching next year, right? Uh -huh. And that, I shot that in November of last year. And I've been getting hold, holding fees for a year. And I just got like a check, but I just got it, right? So if I was like, hey, I, you know, shot a pharmaceutical <laughs> and started to- Christmas shop. <laughs> I mean, it would have been rough come March, April, because I, you know, and I think that's the mistake that I think actors make even when they book the job, right? Yeah. And I also understand the frustration of like being a, on a veil all the time and being like, well, that avail is not putting any money in my bank account. I understand that, right? Mm -hmm. And also... My view on avails is you should be on avail all the time. <laughs> I love that so much. You should be on avail all the time. Like if you're on avail all the time, that means that you are one of the top picks all the time. And yeah. it means that your work is elevated. You, you know what I mean? Like that is the way it should be. Right. And if you're on avail all the time, that means that you are going to book at some point. It's always good to, if you're not getting avail, I think changing your mindset around it is beneficial. And I think that if you're not, if you're getting callbacks and you're not like, there's always, I think ways to try to elevate your game because I'll be honest, I think a lot of times actors will be like, I'm doing all the things. And then I'll look at their tapes and I'm like, you're not doing all the things. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes they are doing all the things, but they just need to relax. 
right? Right. So there's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, but it's such a it's such a balance that I think is important. And by the way, I'm not saying that I always achieve it, right? Well, we're human. It's hard. Sometimes we backslide. Sometimes we really wanted the job. Sometimes we wanted to go to Canada. Sometimes it's like, fuck, I would have made a great mom on the beach. I would have made a great mom and I would love to go to Miami. But these are things we can't control. And I love what you said about, I feel like as an actor, you go through in the commercial world where it's like, first, you just want to get auditions and then you're not satisfied because you want to get callbacks. And you're like, how do I do that? And then finally you do. And then like, you're not appreciating it because you just want to get availed because you're like, I've never been availed. And then you start getting availed, but you can never book. And maybe you don't book for like two years. And then now you're booking and, uh, and then you're doing all the things. I love what you said. <laughs> When I ask people how, like, what their mindset is around avails and getting released and all that, I've never heard someone's response be what you said, and I want to steal it slash adopt it because you should be getting availed. There's no problem here. Like, I had, so yeah, like yesterday, I, I'm in a great space. I'm in a great place in my career, and I love being able to say that out loud. How cool is that? I had three callbacks. And then I had two avails in one day. Like, what the fuck else could I ever want? And then one avail got released and I was like, okay, that's, you know what? This is crazy because I have a backup avail. And like, if I don't get that, it doesn't fucking matter because like, I'm going to get one at some point. So it doesn't really, I can just like relax, like you said, but we have trouble relaxing because we don't know. But if you know that there's a job that's going to be for you that no one else could possibly do, what's there to worry about? Yeah. Can you put your faith in that? Cause it's going to happen. Right. Gonna happen. It's funny. My, my friend Yara, whom we held on to each other for dear life. I've learned a lot from her, uh, you know, throughout the years. But one of the things that I was always so impressed by was there were shows that she was, it was between her and somebody else. And all the contracts are signed before they're going to network and all the things there's, shows that went and made like stars out of them you know what I'm saying and she's been a series regular all the things but she would take things in stride in a way where I was like and here I am sweating a freaking commercial veil when this woman's like <laughs> you know what I, mean? I was like she's like yeah, I didn't, you know I didn't get it like la 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 and I'd be like how are you so okay and she's like what I'm never gonna work again and wow. I was like yeah, you're right. You are going to work again. Like she was just like, oh, what? No one's going to hire me. Of course they're going to hire me. It's just not this one. And I would just be so impressed by her. I mean, listen, I'm sure like, you know, she'd have a day or two or three that she was like, oh, whatever. But she didn't let that drag into, you know, the next five auditions she had. And it was so admirable and something that I was like, man, I think that's the attitude to have, right? Because you don't have control over it anyway. So why am I going to anguish about it and keep that monster living in like, how am I going to give it a room in my, in my place? You can choose to do so or not. Right. And I find that the people that have, you know, long careers and are making a living acting, they have really good mindset and attitudes around it around the business and they work they work at it as well they work at it and again that doesn't mean it's perfection all the time but you know you can fall you can't you know I feel like right now I'm in a space where I'm like I'm ready for this year to end f this year <laughs> 
strike. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad it's yeah. like, it really, oh. it was hard. It's been a hard year, right? We thought the pandemic was hard. That yeah, was I'm just, like, it's... we've been through that. We've been like, it was, <sighs> it was such a, like, it was so hard. And by the way, thank God for like all the actors, like all of us coming together and all the things, but like, it was just fucking hard. You yeah. know, what I mean? like, and I'm ready for this year to be over and I'm ready for like my Christmas vacation so I can like reset, but you can't let things like drag you forever, whether that's an avail that you didn't book a pin or, you know, some feedback that you got from a casting director or, a, or, or a teacher. I've had people come in and they're like, and I'm like, Hey, they're like, Oh, you know, you're so worried about the lines. Like, fuck it. Like whatever. And they're like, oh my God, I had this one teacher years ago who told me this and I've just been like, so, and I'm like, you, you, that person has been living rent free in your house, weighing on you and tightening your, your artistry up for years. How has that, does that make you happier? Does that make you more free? Does that make you more, your work more joyful? If it hasn't, homie, it's time to go, mm -hmm. you know? And our work is so personal that I think it's, we, we do take it personal. Right. And, but it's, there's certain dichotomies about our business where it's like, we need to be hard shelled and tough. And we also need to be vulnerable and we need to be free. And we also need to be on top of shit. Like there is such a delicate balance and part of our jobs besides being skilled at being in front of the camera is also having all of that in an aligned way yeah and that there's there's no i don't think there's a way to fast track the the alignment outside of working on it every day and the actor's mindset if, if no one's coined that as like a sellable thing the actors i'm sure it's someone selling that but the your mindset is it really is all you have i mean you you should work on your craft. You should work on the business. There's all the shoulds and definitely duh does, but like you're the only one that can get up here and let go of things and find new ways to expand and to be willing and open to, you know, be vulnerable. And it's part of our job. Like your body is your container. And if we are our brand, like you got to fucking use it as an actor, like know how to use your container and this is where the balance comes in right because as much as we're saying that right now I also know actors that only work on that part mm -hmm. right and then it's like they're wishing they're like oh I'm gonna attract it but also when you look at the skill set part of it it's not there right, right. I also know actors that are very skilled but you literally feel the weight in the room when they're when they're in the self tape yeah. studio, right? So so there are so many facets to sort of balance that are that are key in order to like flow in this business. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that as like oh here's another thing to work on, but if you let all those things flow, it will generate not only work but freedom in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah.
It does. And it's so many things. I feel like if you're listening and you're like overwhelmed because maybe you are just starting to audition or maybe just starting to get callbacks, that's why it's so important to get in front of somebody who like Kaz or like Leslie Connor, like get into a class just to be with peers and to be looked at with another pair of expert eyes and and to just like sometimes you gotta (laughs) like we go to therapy to for someone to like take a good hard look at us and be like listen you could work on these things it's like it's this is such a personal business your body and your mind are so different from the next person's that it's like you're responsible for figuring it out but there's so many tools and like this is just one of them and and I hope we're not confusing y'all by saying all the things but it is it's just like we want to be a finely oiled machine and so it seems like it's so simple it's like Meryl Streep just walks in and she but like she's like decades of a human that she's been developing this craft and her mind and her full life and and her relationships just all these things have patience have a little bit of grace it's a long game and that's all that it comes down to and we're just chipping away like we're all Michelangelo's every day we're just like what is under there what hot piece of ass am I you know like what am I but why am I hiding it like don't hide it show show your little marbly ass cheek to the world a hot piece of ass <laughs> show it that's how we can <laughs> if you get anything around. out of this conversation like you're a hot piece of ass show your marbly piece of ass is there anything that you are dreaming about for you what's next in your life what's something that you know you haven't hit that you're like I really would like to do this thing what am I dreaming about I love that not at night not at night Um, (laughs) I am dreaming of owning property yes oh any specifics uh, I'd love to own something in Puerto Rico. That's where I'm from. So that would be, that is like a dream and a goal of mine. I would love to make that happen. It's something that I've, you know, that hopefully I make true and that I'm sort of like working towards. Yeah, I can see it. I can, I can feel that for you. I think everyone listening needs to just channel Puerto Rico property vibes your way. Um, Do you have any other final thoughts or upcoming classes or advice, anything that you feel like you want to share before leaving us? Yeah, um, I have the commercial blueprint is starting in January, which I'm really excited. I know people have been waiting for it. And I just hope that everybody takes a lot out of this, this conversation that we had and not only that but that you don't get you know when you get frustrated that you find ways to sort of like take a moment to breathe and find tools friends colleagues coaches or whatever that help you figure out where to feel sort of like unstuck so you can keep moving forward because I want everybody to move forward you know Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Thank you for sharing. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Kaz, you're amazing. If you guys want to look her up, Line Runner Tapes on Instagram, I'll put everything in. If this episode was helpful to you, be sure to share it with a friend, an actor, leave us a review. We love you so much. Kaz and I are going to keep slating it till we make it. Bye. Thank you.